you got to make sure that you're more of an integral piece of the circle of friends. Yeah. You know, if you can kind of weed out that person and when, and move on, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, fuck, after, you know, Jonah and Casey broke up, we tried to keep Casey and weed Jonah out, but... <laughs> Fucker, he's he got stand around, power. He's, he's like herpes. <laughs> <laughs> you can scratch and scratch. No, I mean, Did he say that? If he said it, yeah, you got all the right in the world. To but be... even if he did, yeah. she is unfuckable. <laughs> She's fucking disgusting. Hey, Port in a storm, Luke Pascal. Come on. I sing dirty. Is so over the top, loud and dirty. I was like, that's. I've, I've that's never. That's when you say that's a. There's a daughter playing whack-a-mole with her dad. <laughs> They're really into it, apparently. Whack them all. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep walking by that house. Yeah. <laughs> Set up a camera. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm, Hit that daddy. I Test guy. Nice. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You're Gonna Get a Disease with Luke and Nick and Jonah, who's, what, at Bible camp? Is that what we're saying? Uh, he's laying here on the floor licking his own paw. Hey, Jonah. <laughs> hey. Here's oh, my balls. Duh. I'm Jonah. <laughs> how you been, man? All right. How are you? Uh, doing good. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. So we didn't get to record last week. Oh, I dropped my fucking balls right here. That like, thing, I uh, think I got a new mic stand. That thing went limp like a... <laughs> insert insert metaphor here <laughs> like me um you uh just got back from vegas yeah well last weekend yeah were you there for the fantasy draft is that what yeah you? um i had said for years that we need to have our draft in vegas the la league mm-hmm. and you know they're only a four-hour drive um so it was supposed to be uh 10 of the 14 guys making it there not ended up being nine is Joan in this draft? Too, no, or he's he not. Bow they out? they bowed out of that league, and okay. they said they bowed out or too early. Mm. Um, but yeah, we we uh, most of us arrived on Thursday, um, and Saturday we met for the draft, and and after that you just cut loose for a little while, played some cards and uh, drank some beers, and was I it, drank hard Thursday. Was a ball and chain with you? Hi, Amy. Um, no, she, uh, she, she asked you like, do you want me to go or no? And I said, you know, I, I can't go to Vegas with people that don't do the same shit as me. I think we discussed this cause you're playing cards most of the time yeah. and it's kind of like hard for you to, yeah, well, I worry about, you know, I like going, sitting down, like I got up and on uh Saturday morning and, um, I just sent out like a text to the guys that I was, you know, like my buddy Joe, and Gilbert were in one room, and then Cisco was in the other room on the other side. Cisco. And, uh, I just sent a text saying, playing poker. And I got up, I grabbed some coffee, went down, took about 700 bucks off some guy. and Nice. Uh, got up and... Where'd you stay? Uh, at Harrah's, which I'll never stay again. Yeah, um, well, you stayed it, with me that one night. It's, yeah. It's a brutal casino because it's really sh- uh, short ceilings compared to everywhere else in Vegas, which has a really high, um, and the not smoke as, fucking gets to you Not as quick. bad, not as bad. It's not like Flamingo. Flamingo's older than Harris. Oh, uh, Lloyd just crop dusted like a champ. Oh, my that's God. That's probably Otis. Is Otis that? has some serious gas. I don't see him. He's that's, right here. Oh, that's impressive, Otis. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a professional. Oh, fuck. Um, making, but making. just the, the, 
the overall experience with Harris from trying to book a room to draft into the front desk people to the guy who made my burrito late Saturday night. Uh, I just kind of went, all right, I'm done with you guys. It seems kind of low tier compared to the rest of Vegas, doesn't it? I thought it was kind of middle. You know, for a while, like I was, I put it with like Flamingo and Monte Carlo, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of right in the middle, and then your next step up is your Bellagio and all that. And you know, I I, I think Caesars is way overrated. Oh fuck! Um, and way overpriced for what you what you do there. Um, it's it's ridiculous. You know, how much Bellagio is beautiful, um, but it just it seemed low, like it's kind of dipping, and just the the dealing with the people. Did you see any hookers while you were there? You know, I, I had planned on... Because uh, that's where we saw all of our hookers last time. I, I, didn't, I didn't go on like a scouting mission like we Hooker did. Hooker Watch 2016. Um, <laughs> I, one of my employees was there uh, for three days with her family, and we our trip overlapped by one day, so she came over Thursday night. I was shit-hammered. And I had a plan in my head that if I spotted a hooker, I was going to ask her to proposition my employee to embarrass her. <laughs> Um, but it just never like you want to make a quick ten dollars, and I'm sure they were around. I just never, never saw one like never. No one popped out like like when we were there. Yeah, like, no, where I went, that's like, a, a positive ID. <laughs> I just wasn't. It wasn't on my radar. They stepped up their game, I guess, in the last couple of They're years. They're very covert. <laughs> so if I was even looking for some company, I wouldn't have found it because I. You were in Reno. It would have been easy. So. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> um. So you you won money. Yeah, I did. Uh, how was your fantasy lineup? Uh, it's pretty good. I, you know, I, I drafted a lot of players that I don't, you know, you kind of get your mainstays, guys mm-hmm. that you really focus on each year or whatever. Um, you know, I got a quarterback I've never had. I got uh, my whole backfield's different, my, except for one guy. My receivers are all different. I've never had any of these guys. So it's 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 different. It's cool. Would you ever consider doing a, just like a one-off or maybe a, a two-off show? Uh, just based on fantasy football, because I I always I always say I like to learn about it, but I am also really really lazy when it comes to anything where I have to keep track of weekly. So I don't know if I should get involved, but I think if I hear more people talk about it and start learning, and I, I would like to listen to maybe you, Jonah, and Jared, because you're all part of different leagues. Jared, uh, he might not be the best fantasy football player, but at least he knows what he's fucking talking about uh, about sporting. Of Jared. <laughs> We get the focal jokes out early, but uh, I mean, I think it would be, I, I think, I don't know if Adam or Rodney play. I'm pretty sure one of them does, but um, I think it would be neat to just. Most, most men play, so yeah. that kind of, you know, drops you down a category, but, oh. um, and some women. <laughs> um, I, I have tapered off with how much I pay attention. I mean, I used to do tons of research. Yeah, I thought you were like really into and it. And now it's kind of like, even the guys that were like fanatical about it in the LA League, because that's been going for almost 20 years now. Mm. It's kind of like. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of started two days ago looking at things. Or um, the the guy who does the most research is the one guy's sixteen year old son that does his draft for him, and mm-hmm. uh, he was re- so when he I picked two guys and he was like, "That's a nice pick." I went, "All right, good." The guy who, you know, the guy who did all the research likes my picks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we could discuss. I could tell you a good story about our Aurelio's league. Um, Go for it, man. So we drafted uh, Friday night this past Friday. At uh, Shep's. Jonah is in that one. Jonah Shep's and Aaron in are in that, that one. one. Shep's in that one. Fogel's in it. Right. Um, Fogel couldn't make it. So I said, Well, draft me your. He uh, was masturbating. I said, You got to send me your. I'll draft for you, but you got to send me your, you know, your list of players and your priority list. Yeah. 
Well, he sent me a priority list, meaning like draft a wide receiver here, draft this, draft. And I went, okay. okay. But he didn't send a list of players. Well, I'm not giving him my list of players. Sure. Because he's just going to take my next up player. He just gave you positions. He didn't give you names. Right. Oh. oh. So I just kind of went, I'm not giving him my players because then he'll have a good draft because he never does. And um, (laughs) so I just went off the website. And I said, he's drafting wide receiver, next wide receiver up, because they kind of list them in their projected their order. projected rankings or something And I, like that. it was almost like he auto-drafted. I went, this, this, this. I tried to make sure he didn't match up bye weeks or whatever. Um, but essentially, that was uh, what I did for him. Well, Shep, Fogel's notorious in our league for making bad trades. Shep is notorious for making a bad draft move. Right. And Shep... Drafted a guy named Ruben Randall, who is not on a team. In, like, the sixth round. Jesus. Otis. Uh, Otis. Fucking fart. Smells like a goddamn sewer in here. Um, (laughs) Oh, my eyes are watering. Oh, oh, that was bad. Um, Oh, God. And he's got them old man farts. (laughs) Um, I thought he was drinking the beer. So Shep drafts Ruben Randall, and the rumor erupts, laughing at him. We're like, everybody's like, he's not on a team. He's not on a team. And he didn't get the, people were going, he's like, what, what? What's Ruben Randall's bye week? And people were like looking. They're like, it doesn't list one. There doesn't look where. And people are kind of, the whole room's kind of going. I don't see. You know, I don't see him anywhere. And then you go. And then he drafts him. And someone goes, dude, he's a, he's a free agent. He's not even on a team. Oh man. So we make fun of Sheb. And then his wife comes downstairs and she makes fun of him after we tell her. <laughs> and she goes, I thought you said you were good. And we all laugh. Wow. Um, In front of the guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, knocking him down another fucking peg. Shep then offers Hi, Shep. Fogel a trade of Ruben Randall. So he tried to con... Not con. He didn't say, like, oh, he's doing great. Okay. He just said, I'll trade you Ruben Randall for Sterling Shepard, who was who is a rookie receiver. Ruben and, Randall for Sterling Shepard. Who is Fogel's, at the time, number f- like probably his fourth best receiver. And then they would do, like, round swaps sure. or whatever. Fogel says no. But he wasn't there. He was doing this through text or phone? Through text. Okay. Vogel says no, but says I'll trade you Brandon Cooks, who is his number one receiver. <laughs> so we, of course, erupt because Fogel just traded for a guy who uh, isn't even in the league. And instead of giving up his worst receiver, gives up his best receiver for him. And they did some minor round swapping. Wow. It wasn't like he got like a first round pick out of it. It was very minor, middle to late round swaps. Okay. And we just, I just, it baffles me. It baffles me that he does this every year. He'll make, there was a year, I had like four freaking stud receivers. Has there been any follow up from Jared about like. Uh, he thanked me for drafting for him. Um, so he. <laughs> But there was the one year we drafted here at my house, and I had, like, four awesome receivers, and my worst receiver was Greg Jennings. Mm. Okay? Probably wouldn't even have seen the field much, unless during, like, during bye weeks. He offers me as, this is during the draft, offers me as number one pick the next year for Greg Jennings right then. And I went, okay. And I went, I looked at him like, dude, after it was over, I'm like, I got three other receivers better than Greg Jennings. Yeah, you know, you th- do you think he's just more of a gambler and is and he's uh, doing this with passion, or do you think he he's analyzing it? That and- he under doesn't understand our league that much because he's in so many leagues. But this is like his fifth year in. 
Like okay. the first or second year, you kind of go, okay, maybe the you score. Get the because it's more touchdown heavy. You know, it's different. You can't just, like, he, he's used to Yahoo where you get a point for stepping on the field. Do you guys have, like, legacy players? That you, you keep, keep a keep? player, you restrict a player. Okay. But he's used to the, the Yahoo where you can pick up, you could pick up and drop a guy. Like, there's limited waivers. You can't just every week drop half your team and pick up guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't draft, like, nine running backs. It doesn't. You have to have a certain amount of guys. It really leaves it to the draft is very important and smartly using your waiver picks and making trades. It promotes trading more. Okay. Okay. And it keeps guys from just every week dropping six guys and picking up six guys and then dropping those and picking other guys back up. And it's just ridiculous. Do you ever consider DraftKings for you because of making extra money? No. You're a gambler, no, but no, I mean, I, no, not your style. I've looked at it kind of like glance and see what it was all about, but it just doesn't. And again, I don't pay enough attention. I don't. I sure. try not to gamble things that I don't understand all that much. And I understand fantasy football, but I know that I would have to do a lot more investigative well, research I'll, to. I'll throw it out there if if any of you fantasy guys want to just do a, a fantasy football show. I mean, I would like to sit in on it just to hear you guys ramble. It about would have it, been much more important if mid season or something like no, that. like so. before our drafts. I mean, maybe if we do one before. The season starts. Okay. We're talk about our projected it's far away, but breakout yeah. guys. I think that'd be neat. So, um, speaking of football, <laughs> I went to the Bears game. Bears. Bears. They were fucking awful. Yeah, they're terrible. Oh, my God. So, I went to the third preseason game. Which is supposed to be their which, best one. Which is they had all the starters out there. Um, so, I actually, I have this uh, audio, which I'll play for you uh, on my phone. Um, so I go to the game with my old man and Allison and it's nice because he asked us to go, we get a babysitter and everything. Beer is now nine seventy five for mm. Miller light, which just made me shake my head. And it, the worst part is cause you hand the guy a 10 and they're only getting a quarter tip. So they got to feel like shit too, because why don't you I, hand him 11? I, I, I wasn't, I didn't buy any beer. I'm just saying like I was watching people do it. Yeah. I, I, I can't shell out $10 for a beer. I just can't do it. I mean, really? I drank before the game and I drank a little bit after the game, but during the game I was dry. Like I, I just, for some reason it's the fucking uncle Scrooge in me that can't shell out $10 yeah. for a Miller light, you know, yeah. you can get a whole case, a six pack for fucking 10 bucks, maybe even 12 pack. I don't even know what beer costs nowadays. Um, no, so I only drink at events, so I drink. Well, water was Allison's not drinking, right? She's just like, oh, I just need a water. Water was a dollar cheaper than beer. Like it wasn't like it was eight. Yeah, eight it was like eight seventy five for, for a fucking water. Jesus, it might have been seven seventy five. I could be go to Wrigley Field. It's eight and a quarter for a beer and five bucks for a water. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they, they really rape you with the prices. I mean, Rodney's been to a couple concert events with his wife in this year, uh, the last year, and he was saying that it was charging like. Uh, 35 bucks for parking or $50 for parking? Somewhere in that range. I don't know. It, I know. I went to a concert at the whatever is in Tinley, they call it now. Okay. Um, the World? Or... And it was like 16 bucks for a beer. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. For, and eight, just for a standard 18 beer, right? for a rum and Coke. So, the, so I'm watching this awful game. Yes. And I'm trying to pay attention to the awful game. But the entire time I was at the awful game... I had this woman sitting next to me who I know everything about now because she didn't shut the fuck up the entire game. And I was going to ask you and Jonah how you guys would have handled the situation because I didn't say anything. And I wanted to, but I didn't know how to 
do it in a not rude way. So she's got a big Midwestern accent. Chicago, you know, everything is like this. She's sitting next to her friend, and she is talking to me the entire game. Apparently, her husband works on the field next to the Gatorade thing. I don't know what the fuck he does. And then she's talking about Chinese food. And then she's talking about what presents she needs to get her kids. Oh, what, what did I just miss? Did he fumble? Oh, and then she turned back around and started talking to me again. And I didn't think you guys would believe, like, the voice. So I, I like, took out my phone and recorded her okay. for a little bit. Let's see if I... Uh... Unbeknownst to her. Oh, no, she's... Unfortunately, there's all this other... Yeah. We get the idea. We get yeah, the accent yeah. oh, of her talking. Oh, yeah. I tell you exactly how I would have handled it, and it would have been a surefire way to get her to stop talking to you. I Go for it, man. I She wasn't rude, but she just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. So I couldn't watch the shitty Bears game. So. I would have switched seats with Allison. Allison would, would not go for that. She, well, that's... She, Allison, was, Allison kept hitting me with her elbow and putting her fucking hand in her head because she was laughing I would have because I was the one that. getting talked to. Then I would have switched with your dad. <laughs> Hey, Dad. Then, hey. What? what am I, you know, he kept hearing her, too. And both of them kept glancing over like, bitch, shut the fuck up. You're supposed to be. It's one thing to talk and get to know the fans around you. It's another thing to just have inane conversation for fucking 48 minutes of football. Right, right, right. It makes no sense. Why well, would you spend that much money? I, she probably didn't. Her husband works there. Oh, good point. Yeah, the tickets, we, we actually got uh, seats in the saucer section, and my dad managed to get better seats. And we had a beautiful view. It was like a three-quarters view of the field. And um, I'm going to try to go to a couple more games this season. I haven't been there since we took Chloe to a preseason game. And this was during Brendan's bachelor party. Oh. So uh, it's always a funny story. We had Brendan's bachelor party uh, in, I think, July of 2004. It might have been May of 2000 or June of 2004. And it was basically debauchery. Yeah. And all these girls come out. It was at my house, and he invites all these people. So there's probably 30, 40 guys at my house that come out to see Brendan celebrate his bachelor party with him and everything like that, guys that I've never met before. So fast forward to the preseason Bears game. Okay. We take Chloe, and it's me, Allison, and Chloe, and this is 
2004. So Chloe's much younger now. She's not even in college. She's still in high school or like mm-hmm. maybe a freshman. We're walking in the uh, the concourse and we're going to get some like beers and stuff like that. Beers. And this guy walks up to me. Nick. And I was like, I don't know who this dude is, you know? Yeah. Nick, what's going on, man? He runs and he shakes me. He's like, dude, that fucking bachelor party was so fucking awesome. I, can you believe the titties on? The-? And he looks at my wife. Allison wasn't my wife at the time and Chloe and I'm just like yeah it was great I gotta go and they both just stare at me like what the fuck and what like, they expect happened <laughs> I, I and he's like gotcha man gotta go and he shook my hand and he walked away and you know what you say to that I yeah dick, man it's really dick. hard to go back to my girlfriend <laughs> but what are you gonna do just a dick can't marry a stripper right dick fucking move yeah loose lips sink ships oh man so uh, speaking of, uh, the wife, we, we, we babysat, uh, Sophia last night. We had a little slumber party. Her and okay. Ellie were over at the house and in the morning we feed them breakfast and everything. We're like, Hey, let's take the dog for a walk. You'll like this. So we're going around the neighborhood and Luke, I consider myself a, a good lover, if you will. All right. All right. I, I, I know what I'm doing. However, I've never done this before. We're walking down the street by all the little townhomes, and all of a sudden we hear from an upstairs window of one of the townhomes, "Fuck yeah, fuck yeah!" And Allison's like, "Oh God!" You know, and it's it's clear it's not like we're hearing a faint "fuck yeah." It yeah, is yeah. shouting. And I thought somebody must be playing video games or, or watching sports like, or, or something. watching something. Then we hear the girl, "Yeah, fucking hit that daddy, hit that fucking daddy." <laughs> I. I don't know what to do. <laughs> the girls start giggling. And I'm like, oh, he must, he must really be winning the game. You know? <laughs> Even Allison is laughing. Like, and I'm like, hey, girls, let's, uh, let's, let's go to the park and hit the swings or something like that. I, I, I mean, at I, the, the girl yelling is kind of women talking during sex is more dude, sort was, of like in a lot. But yelling, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, daddy. Hit that, daddy. And I was like, that is so over the top loud and dirty. I was like that's I've, I've that's never That's when you say that's a there's a daughter playing whack-a-mole with her dad. <laughs> <laughs> They're really into it, apparently. The whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to keep walking by that house. Yeah. <laughs> Set up a camera. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I'm, Hit that daddy. Have oh, okay. I don't want to pry into your love life or anything, but I mean, have you ever had the urge to just be like, "Fuck yeah." Like as loud as could be. Well, I mean, I know. I mean, I, I I try not to say anything as to not screw it up because I'm usually just excited. I'm having sex. Yeah. And I, it's just kind of keep my mouth shut. Your throw, inner monologue is probably like, fuck, yeah. Throw in the double underhooks and go to work. <laughs> it was it was a thing of beauty, man. Um, so uh, while we're on sports, we got some sport-related uh, controversies. Oh, we're going to talk about... Uh... We're going to talk about Kaepernick. Well, but first talk about the light one, because um, I want your opinion on Hope Solo. Do you know who she is? Yeah, the goalie. The, yeah, she, she played for the United States Olympic team, and uh, apparently she felt... They got the silver medal, if I'm not mistaken. She felt that the other team... I think team, the bronze. She felt the other team competing was basically playing keep away. Okay. Near the end of the game. Yeah. So in an interview with Hope Solo, I don't know the verbatim things she said, but the the piece of it that got her in trouble is she called the other team cowards. Okay. 
cowards, Luke. I mean, that's All right. below the belt, man. That's that's vicious. She got suspended for six months mm-hmm. from international play, I think, and everything that she goes to. So I wanted your opinion. And then, uh, so she got like a contract terminated, some sort of contract. Yeah, she got hurt from okay. calling the other team cowards. Now, so a lot of people opinion? are saying like, oh, she she had all these other things yeah. piling up. I mean, that I mean, was... Like, She's kind of she's kind of trashy. She's a good-looking lady, but trashy. Six months for calling the other team coward. It's a it's an add-on. They wanted to get rid of her. She's a she's a black eye on United States international <laughs> soccer. But do you agree with that kind of shit? I mean, um, if Chris Bryant called somebody in the Cardinals or no, because, oh, if he called the team cowards, do you think Chris Bryant should get a suspension for that? Chris Bryant is not representing the United States of America. Number one, so a lot of the Olympics is international relations. Number two, Chris Bryant didn't smack his sister around at home, <laughs> uh, which is a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. Uh, Chris Bryant hasn't had you know multiple issues with her big. I'm just throwing a name fucking out. mouth. Right. Well, I'm just saying yeah. she's had a series of events. This is sure. the last straw. If it was this standing alone, they probably wouldn't. Have, they probably would have you know made her apologize or something. But I mean, in the end, it's soccer, and soccer sucks. So um, <laughs> you're kicking a ball. It's like running with. With the ball. That's all it is. It's stupid. And they, yeah, yeah, they play keeper. Right, every team plays keeper. They, I've never seen people get so fucking excited about a 0-0 tie. Whoa. They're like, oh, that's great. We tied Uruguay. That's the Simpsons. Like, oh, Back to center. Back to forward. Back to center. Hold. To hold. <laughs> hold. Don't. Now, right. it, was, it was obviously a series of events that led up to this, but I really I don't give a fuck. I know. She I was know. old. She wasn't going to come back for the next Olympics anyway. No, she's not. But uh, that gets to the more stunning controversy of uh, Chris Kaepernick. Is that, is it Chris? Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick. He plays for the 49ers. Yes. Uh, he, he's, he's, what, their third tier, second tier? He is. He used to be the starter. He's, like, second, I think. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not. There, he's, there was a point where they thought he was going to get cut. Now, all right. Obviously, you hear the story. He didn't stand up for the national anthem. Correct. And then they interviewed him after. And again, I'm just going uh, paraphrasing what he said. He's basically there's a lot of fucked up shit in the United States. He pointed out to the police and stuff like that. um, And he said, I feel that I shouldn't stand because, you know, until things get better. Something like that. So he gets berated by a lot of people. Sure. Uh you know, dude, it, you 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 play a football game. Uh, you you are actually one of the people that benefit a lot in the United States. You mm. know, and you should well, understand. There's there's a give and take. Now, that was obviously everyone's first reaction. And then I was listening to what he had to say, and you get the devil's advocate role in your brain. I'm like, well, you know, is he really being that off base or anything like that? Do we do we really have to? Say, all right, if you Trump told him to basically find another country, I think that was what he tweeted. That's like, the yeah. standard far right response. Yeah. Find another country. If you don't if you like want. it, leave. I think you even posted like you're th- <laughs> you're not worth any fantasy value. <laughs> That's the way I read people's opinions. And we discussed this with Ray Rice. Yeah. Should Ray Rice have been allowed back in? Is he going to affect my team? <laughs> yeah. And again, Colin Kaepernick has zero fantasy value. Therefore, his opinion does not matter. I, I mean... Let's 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 go to the election, all right? If you if you if you watch, well, I mean, stay on Kaepernick. Yeah, well, because it, well, it kind of goes hand in hand with Kaepernick. He Kaepernick has a right to express his views. Absolutely, yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, if you consider the fact that maybe he's standing up for people who 
don't have a voice like he does, it's fine. But as we've discussed, you have a right to express your views, but you also must accept the consequences of your views. Absolutely. And I think there's maybe a better way for him to address. I wish I could cheer you right now because um, yes, that was not the re- right. There's, method. you know, he, he got him the most attention. Yeah, he got attention, but he also pretty much destroyed what was left of his career. Um, he look this way. I went through two two deep fantasy drafts, and. <laughs> He didn't even get sniffed as a draft. Um, oh, man. So, you know, in the end, you, you need to say, is he a good fantasy player? <laughs> okay. If Tom Brady had done this, you're damn straight I'm going to back up Tom Brady because Tom Brady is a good fantasy player. Um, you better use somebody black. Okay. Uh, Russell Wilson. All right. There you Russell go. Russell Wilson's yeah. got some fantasy value. I uh, drafted in the top, you know, three, four rounds. Yeah, Russell Wilson's gonna gonna uh, warrant some attention, and I might listen to him because he matters. Uh, Black lives matter, white lives matter. Kaepernick does not matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm choking on beer. Um, you go back to the RNC convention. And you okay. listen to Trump's speech, and Trump's speech was very, very dire. About America. He was basically stating all the things wrong with the United States. Mm. Like, you know, this is our job situation. This is our immigrant situation. This is the way people are treating police. There's a lot of disrespect. If you listen, it was a very gloomy speech. But I can make it better. Okay? Okay. Kaepernick kind of had a similar thing. He's like, this is what's wrong. This is what he feels what's wrong. I mean, obviously, and Trump are, can make it better. But yeah, they're obviously on two different spectrums of what they feel is wrong. Trump was basically applauded for saying, you know, America's shitty. I can make it great. And this kid was basically saying this part of America's shitty. I think we need to focus on it. And he gets kind of well, pummeled. People by, that's their, kind of what I people felt, take you know? their flag and their national anthem very seriously. Yes, they do. Um it bothers me that I they, stand, do they, you still they, put your hand over your heart? Oh, sure. I always I, stand I, at attention. I, I, it bothers me that they constantly equate it to military because it's not just the military. It's no. a representative of the fact that firemen, and we've policemen, talked about this. Teachers, everybody, um, yeah. it, the reason Kaepernick has a right to do this is because this country is so great. Yep. It's not perfect. No country is. Um, but he has a right to do this because we we give him that right. And if he was in North Korea, he would disappear, never be allowed anywhere Did you again. Did the story about North Korea? Um, I always, I don't really listen to, you know, it's got crazy shit going on all the time. But, um, you know, this is the same guy. This is the same guy who was penalized playing the Bears for calling a Bears player a nigger. Did he really? Yes, like two years ago. So... Kaepernick is kind of a fucking hypocrite. He says off-color shit. And he maybe I, I didn't know that. I didn't he know that. I don't was remember penalized. That he denied it, and then they found the audio of him doing it. Really? Yeah. Um, so, you know, on the one hand, he's trying to stand up for the rights of other people, but then he turns around and, and denigrates someone else with a racial slur when he's trying to supposedly eradicate our country of that attitude. 
do you think this was and he was raised and he was raised by white parents does is this the last gasp of him trying to get attention supposedly he switched to muslim in the off season and he's engaged to some far left uh black lives matter radio host so i'm sure that there's some influence and people have a right to change but i just don't they said Colin Kaepernick, and I just kind of buzz past it because he sucks. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. The dude sucks. I mean, it's... I mean, you, there's that that blonde, really good-looking blonde lady who always goes on those rants. She's on some Fox show, but I see a lot of her clips posted it's on... It's a cute one. Yeah. Yeah, and she, she's she, cute. she actually says some... She's far right. But she, she actually, looks... she, she goes on these rants, and sometimes they make a lot of sense. And the funniest, I heard, listened to her thing about Kaepernick, and I kind of can predict what she's going to say but at the end she's like <laughs> bottom line is you suck at your job you know yeah. you're a terrible football player so you're looking for attention and it was like yeah he sucks it was, it, who was the gay football player that we talked about way back when uh jonah no not jonah not this one uh michael sam michael sam yeah and we were like all right yeah you're gay that's great you still, suck, you at still football. suck at football yeah you know it's if you suck you know you can have the right to say whatever you want, but yeah. you know. Well, you can say it; it just doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit, dude. I I had some stuff here that we're uh, we're gonna go over, but uh, are we gonna talk about Lena Dunham? No, she wasn't on this week. Oh, she's right, we, too bad, buddy. Because we got we got other shit. Did you hear about Lena Dunham? Uh, didn't she get with Amy Schumer and do something? Uh she well, she she was at a fashion show and okay, Od- no, Odell Beckham is... Jr. was sitting across from her. I did not know this. Um, right. And he looked at her and kind of made eye contact and then went back to looking at his phone and she equated that as uh, she's not fuckable for the black man and obviously he didn't he he was a misogynist like basically in the fact that he didn't say anything to her mm-hmm. she turned that into him being uh, you know a jerk and I didn't know any and of this. Okay. looking down on her because she doesn't have a perfect body and she got tore up. All right. Let me give you my two cents on Lena Dunham real quick. All right. I actually, I watched the show girls because of Jill. She said it was funny and I, I flipped on a few episodes. I yeah. downloaded them for a couple of my plane rides. The show is legitimately funny. I mean, it, it's annoying. Because you hope that there aren't people that talk like that, but you know in your heart there are plenty of the quote unquote girls that have this inane conversations about the most fucking shallow shit. Yeah, and it, but it's presented really funny, and I think Lena Dunham is actually pretty damn funny in the show. Okay. Um, that being said, I think she's talented. Is what I'm getting at. Okay. I also think she's fucking a lunatic, to be honest with you. When you see her outside yeah. of that sphere, yeah. it's just like George Clooney or yeah. Matt Damon or just another fucking actor that pisses me off when they open their mouth beyond what they're really good at because they feel that they are a really good actor, so they also make a lot of sense outside the camera. And sometimes it doesn't come across like that at all. Yeah, well, it, it doesn't make sense to me that... She still is, you know, quote unquote relevant. She still makes the news. She doesn't get torn down. I mean, we have someone like. Oh, I think she's torn down a lot. We have someone like Bill Cosby. You know, gets torn down. We have somebody like. Wanted to see me make my finger just Gets torn down. And I'm I'm going, you know, I'm naming some extreme things, but whatever. Oh, yeah. But this is a woman who wrote a book and in the book claimed to have been raped, which turned out to be a lie. 
I, I didn't read the book. I don't. Know I the, read. I, don't I, know I the saw details. excerpts of it when it came out, and then it started to get picked apart. That she claimed she was raped by this guy who was named this, and the people researched it and found out that there was nobody at her school with that name at that time that was in that fraternity. That, that doesn't. And to be devil's advocate, maybe she changed the name. No, uh, no, no. Uh, she claimed, and then she said, "Well, you know, it was representative of what you know." So it was okay. It was. She was trying to to address the college rape culture or whatever, but it was supposed to be a a non-fictional book. And then in that book, claims that she molested her younger sister. Yes, and oh, laughed she, it she off. Was, she was and she, she was says touching her or something. She like says that, it's right? true, and it's kind of just laughed off. Now she's far left, ultra feminist, and it gets kind of laughed off by the media and laughed off by people. And she still has a career. But I guarantee you, if it came out that, and I'll just say because he's you know Donald Trump said, oh, you know, I molested my younger brother when we were teenagers. He would be done. He would be done. Somehow I think he's Teflon. Um, (laughs) But do you see what I'm getting at is she she, she is, for some reason... She's very hypocritical. This is okay. She's very hypocritical. And she she saw it as experimentation, and I saw it as an older person taking advantage of a much younger person. Well, I see, as far as, like, the left is concerned, I think she is not a good representation... Of people that should be considered left. I think she says things so off the cuff without putting two cents behind it, right. two thoughts behind it. Like, she, I got looked at by a guy. If, if everything you're telling me is true, and she saw a guy glance at her, I glance at women all the time. Yeah. I, you know, obviously well, you can make uh, um, predictions yeah. <laughs> on like what you would do with this person. But you leave it alone. How how does she equate looking at you to I'm unfuckable because of my body or anything like? Did he say that? If he said it, yeah, you got all the right in the world. To but be. even if he did, yeah. she is unfuckable. <laughs> she's fucking disgusting. Any port in a storm, Luke Pascal. Come on, she's disgusting. She's ugly. <laughs> she looks like she needs a shower. She does look like she needs a shower. Her her views are so far gone. Yeah, on life. It's yeah, you are. It's disappointing because you know I. It's very difficult for me to, to separate talent and reality. No, see, I can do that pretty regularly. It's it's hard for me because you know I wouldn't let Hitler play on my team. <laughs> That's my point. You know, I can't separate the the two things. Uh, That's why the socks are mired in mediocrity because <laughs> they don't have Hitler. <laughs> if only I want to talk about Leslie Jones from the Ghostbusters. He plays Patty the. Basically, the Winston okay, token. of the new Ghostbusters. Now, Leslie Jones uh, got a lot of, and it, it's racist, uh, Twitter hate, on and and a little misogyny mixed in with there. People posting pictures of that gorilla that got killed at the zoo and shit on her Twitter feed and all that. But she was very outspoken against the internet trolls. She attacked them back. Okay, all right. So the internet is the internet. It's an unimaginable number of people always trolling you regardless if they believe what they believe or they're just doing it for Living laughs to push buttons they will fuck you can't win against internet trolls there's just no way sure you can you can stop talking you verbally destroy them yeah. <laughs> they'll come back they'll come back tenfold unfortunately leslie jones who has the right to say whatever she wants all she was basically stating you know she's pointing out the racism and the misogyny that people did have towards her Leslie Jones has a website. It was hacked. Mm-hmm. And the hackers put up uh, 
again pictures of the the gorilla that was killed on are the they header. like comparing her to the gorilla yes, exactly like she's a gorilla yes exactly okay. and uh, basically saying all kinds of hate-filled shit they put up all these nude photos of her too oh okay uh, so they hacked her her uh cloud account and everything like that she had to shut down her website okay and they just went fucking nuts so she basically did a blackout on twitter and facebook and she shut down her website yeah i i don't really know where i'm going with this but it's such a fucked up story that i don't want to ever have this show become too famous It's, it's it's terrifying what the internet can do to a human in seconds, she yeah. does, as, as outspoken as she was about defending the right to make a new go. I don't give a fuck about that. But there's people that obviously are passionate about it. Like, how dare you put women in the lead, destroying my raping my childhood? She fought back. She yeah. just voiced her opinion. And th- that's not what she you fucking essentially deserves. you essentially cannot win because. It's not about the trolls, but. No matter what opinion you express, you're going to find a loud, um, a loud opposition, and that's kind of sad. I mean, I think back to was it? Uh, She's a Just, funny, funny chick. She's, I, I had no idea who she yeah. was. Um, but like Justin Timberlake expressed something in support of Black Lives Matter. Oh, and then was how ripped, dare you? Open and your then mouth, was Justin. ripped down. They're talking about his privilege and all that bullshit. <laughs> and the dude's like, "What? What?" He was just like, "I, you know, I like kind of like standing there, like guys, I'm I'm trying to back you up." And instead of like embracing this guy and saying, "Hey, this is a very famous guy," you know, we're looking for equality. Well, that tells me they're not looking for equality. They're looking for white Fight. people to shut the fuck up, and we're going to say what we want. And you guys should take your hat in your hand and. Just shut up. And oh, he was attacked by black community. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, I thought he was a they white community. They tore him down, him called him privileged, and you don't get it. You don't. And the dude just said something very pro their movement. Not not yeah. over the top. Just kind of said, you know, listening to these this this guy sing, and I, you know, whatever. And I just kind of went, fuck all you guys. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck because you can't fucking. I don't care. You can't say anything without being attacked. There's always going to be an opposition to what you're saying. Sure. Um. You know, and how you choose to deal with it is, I maybe Leslie, what's her name? Leslie, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones should shut up because she's not famous enough. I don't know who the hell she is. Uh, well, so she falls under the Kaepernick formula. <laughs> the Kaepernick formula. Thank you for the name. <laughs> I actually said Kaepernick for me, but Kaepernick formula works. Uh, so, what do you think should be the penalty? For these fuckers, because that is they can ruin somebody's life. They well, have all their bank I accounts think, and all this other shit. Uh, I mean, well, then that's that's you know that's a felony. Um, so they should be dealt with with the law. You know, hacking her hacking. I mean, hacking's hacking's. We celebrate uh, that Snowden guy is some like people celebrate him like he's some fucking hero. In the end, he stole government secrets. Yep. and posted them. Yep. Okay. I'm not a pro Snowden guy. I'm it's like, well, treason. You, you still got to go to jail, fucker. You know, you know that's, so glad you showed if everything. You break, if you break the law in doing this, you deserve to be penalized. OK, no matter whether you're right or wrong. If you take personal private pictures off of this woman's thing without her permission, you hack it, you post them. You need to go to jail. Yeah. The dude, I mean, what happened to the dude that videoed uh, 
the Aaron Andrews. Like an enormous fine and jail sentence. Yes. And okay. he deserves it. Yes. Yeah. The, the Even though she looked her. good. <laughs> and I appreciated him doing it. Fuck yeah, daddy. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, good job. Thank you for that. Now go to jail. Yeah, go to <laughs> the fappening. Um, yeah, dude. I, I It's cyberbullying. And they talked about this with Jeremy and Steve and um, and Jared uh, about uh, doxing and all these other weird internet terms, which is basically doxing. like, say, yeah, they, they so they take Luke. Is Pascal. that anything like docking? No, not the same. Which <laughs> penis opens up to accept the other one? Um, Classic Dwight Schrute. <laughs> so they take you and they post your address online okay and they post all your information online and they post where you work online yeah. and they tell their internet followers to go after luke pascal yeah and they do it basically like death by a million cuts you know little things sure and you're fucking with you putting your name they on where you don't uh yeah and there's there's not much you can do because when you have a thousand people that are rallying against you, say they got sure. a million followers, but a thousand of them take it hardcore. Sure. Like, how dare you make a new Ghostbusters? And then they, they do all this shit. It, how can you live? So there's got to be a huge... I think they need to review what they do to these fucking people. Yeah, and uh, that's... To destroy that, a life. Uh, and that is the... Falls into the... Which we've discussed many times, and I've, I've said about the absolute... Uh, where our our society takes everything so absolutely and so one hundred percent one direction, where you know somebody does something wrong, they should be fired and never be allowed to, to you know rally the troops. They need to sit in the yeah. dark room and think about what they've done for the rest of their rebel, lives. Rebel, rebel, rebel. And I, you know, and I've I've said multiple times that if our lives were put out in the forefront, we've all probably done some pretty fucking shameful shit, oh. and it just makes me you wonder. You know, at what point does society kind of take a step back and you say, "Okay, this person screwed up." I mean, you and 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 who do we forgive? I mean, uh, Jonah Hill called the <laughs> guy a fag, and you know, goes on and fake cries on TV. And I remember seeing George Takai going, "It's okay, Jonah, oh we forgive you." And I went, "He's the king of do gays." You, do you speak for like everyone? I don't understand what. George Takai has anything to do with anything. Token from South Park. Jesse Jackson is not the king of all black people. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> so I kind of went, okay, so it's okay if Jonah Hill does it. No. But Riley Cooper, the football player, said it at a concert, uh, a racial slur at a concert, and he gets just fucking lambasted. And it's kind of like... I remember that. Yeah. Okay, so where But wasn't is, he a little bit more intense than Jonah Hill? Well, he was in an yeah. argument with a guy, yeah, I think, yeah. so he used it... Um, but at what point do you and no Jonah Hill was pretty intense. He he was screaming at a guy and called him a fag. And should he have said that? No. Does he deserve to be ripped down for it? No. He fucking said the wrong thing. And you 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 search in those moments. You're not thinking rationally. You're searching for something to hurt somebody. And if you're hardcore enough to be like that's super offensive, then don't follow Jonah Hill anymore. Yeah. If that really if that's the worst thing. If Jonah Hill makes movies that I like, I mean, I, I want Mel Gibson to make more movies, okay? <laughs> and he Jew hates hate Jews <laughs> and black people and hits his wife and knocks up his girlfriend and but hits But the her. man knows story structure, But he's Luke. good at telling stories, <laughs> and I want him to make movies. Speaking of movies, lost somebody this week, man. 
Gene Wilder. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because the last episode... We were watching Blazing Saddles. We were watching Blazing Saddles. Somebody's got to go back and get a shitload of dimes. It's mm-hmm. like how we ended the fucking show. And not but three days, I think, later... Gene Wilder passed away. The Waco Kid, or was it Waco Kid? Waco Kid from Blazing Saddles. Uh, Doctor Frankenfooter, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. What Frankenfooter? <laughs> I'm going um, uh, Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror for some reason. Uh, uh, and it, multiple people point up Willy Wonka, and I'm like, what "The fuck, read a Willy you, Wonka." You understand? That's how a lot of kids got introduced. Sure, to and he Gene hasn't Wilder. made a movie in 25 years. But go back and watch fucking Stir Crazy. Watch. Uh, uh, see the, no the, evil, hear no evil. The the, what, the one Woody Allen movie that he was in, the um, everything you want to know about sex, what we're afraid yeah. to ask. I mean, there's a scene in that movie that is piss your pants funny, where he's the doctor and a guy comes in and he's talking about fucking sheep. And Gene Wilder does the best silent take after he hears this guy's fuck sheep. And just like, you know, the look of disgust on his face that then the camera stays on him for like a minute. Yeah. And it's just and like, that's his, he's awesome <laughs> at that sort of dry delivery. There's that scene in, um, uh, where, uh, the sheriff and I can't think of the actors, uh, Cle- uh, I, what is his name? The actor that plays in, in blazing. Saddles. Uh, it's not uh, slim Pickens. No, no, I'm thinking no, no. Somebody else. Uh, uh, it's like Klingon, Klingon. I'm not going to get Klingon it. something or I can't think of his name. He's not overly, you know, popular actor. Um, but he goes out and says, good morning, ma'am. Isn't it a fine morning? And the old woman says, yeah, up yours, nigger. And just a classic line. I'll throw the bit. It's so funny. It's so funny. And, uh, he goes back in and he's just, he's like torn down by, uh, you know, what he experienced. And Gene Wilder's kind of got his hand on his shoulders and he's like, he goes, you know, you got to understand, these are simple people. Salt, clay of the earth. There's clay of the earth. So, you know, the salt of the earth. You know, morons. That and, delivery. And his laugh, you you know the guy laughed genuinely there, but they kept it in. Um, but the delivery is so dry and just, like, matter of fact, and that's genius. And Gene Wilder, you know, I put him there with, actors die every day, and I kind of go, meh, you know. But he's there with Harold Ramis, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant guy. Brilliant. Go watch Stir Crazy. He stopped making movies in 1990 after his wife, Gilda Radner, died. They were married, right? They weren't just a couple? Yeah. I think they were married. They were married. And he stopped. I did not know that he stopped making movies after that. He still showed up on television. He was in Will and Grace in, like, 2003, because we did, like, a little uh, search of all the stuff that he was in. And, like, after she died... He cut himself off. Like, she must have been so important in his life sure. that he felt and like... And he got you remarried. He had 20, you know, 25 years. Well, with, yeah, yeah. With, I'm, uh, I'm just saying, like, he... The movie aspect of his life was basically done, you know? Yeah, and he, you know, we find out after the fact he had Alzheimer's. Yeah. And, um, but the guy, the guy was, I mean, mega talented. So a movie I shouldn't have been watching as a kid, but I saw... I would say at least 50 times because we had it on uh, VHS. I watched the movie Silver Streak. Oh, that's a Silver classic. Streak was, it, it is one of my all-time favorite movies. And it's sad that I forgot how much I love that movie. How many Absolute times I'd seen it. fucking classic. You know, as your kid, you're just like, you're waiting for the train to crash through at the end of the movie like because you know i just associate it with a train and then yeah. you watch it again as you get older and you see how funny this fucking movie and gene wilder is. gets thrown off the train like four times 
Um, Gene Wilder, Richard Pryor, classic movie. Duo, just a great duo. Uh, how many movies did they do together? Well, they did uh, that. They did uh, See No Evil, Hear No Evil. They did uh, Stir, Stir Crazy. crazy. Um, Was it four or five? That, that comedy team, a lot of people don't expect Richard Pryor. If you watch old Richard Pryor stand up, it's like, hey, let's team him up with Gene Wilder. And they put blackface <laughs> on Gene Wilder to get him past security. Un- and he's fucking real. And the shit you cannot get away with. They now. put Gene Wilder in blackface in the bathroom. And with shoe polish. With shoe polish. And he still has his. Sh- Did they put a wig on him? They put a hat on him. And uh, he's got a radio <laughs> he's a purple, up by his. A purple yeah, jacket yeah. on. Um, Unfucking believable the movies that dude did. And um, I, he's a, he's a, he's a, yeah, he was a brilliant, brilliant actor. Ah, uh, man, I hope you two are doing duo comedies in heaven because that will make the good Lord laugh. Uh, <laughs> talented guy and, and and a very soft spoken and as far as I knew, a very classy guy. He seemed like humble and and yeah, the all the way very, around. And and can't find bad shit about Gene Wilder. Yeah, so, so you know. So we salute you, Gene. Gene. Um, so if you're ready, I got one Dr. Luke question today. All right. Well, let me get my fucking diploma out. Dr. Luke is a segment where I ask Dr. Luke sex and relationship advice questions I steal off the Internet. Today, Dr. Luke, we have a question from E Not Alone. I uh, abridged it because these guys take forever to just basically say Same. one sentence. Right. So, Dr. Luke, this is what your thoughts are. What are your thoughts on the no contact after a breakup? In other words, there are a lot of suggestions out there. If you break up with somebody, the best way to pursue any breakup, regardless if you have similar friends or everything, is to not have any contact with that individual whatsoever. And that is the best way to handle any kind of breakup, even if you left on good terms. Well, I, it, there's a, there's a, it's, you can't really throw a blanket statement over this. That's um, kind of, there's a whole internet fight. There's not, uh, you know, some people can handle it. They I equate mean, it to cigarettes. Joni, so. I don't know. Joni used to date Jill. Yeah. They run in similar, so they don't sound like they hang out, but they see each other. You know, Joni used to date Casey. Um, and again, you, they see each other and everybody's cordial and, yeah. you know, we have a good time and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then there's certain people you date that you don't. Want to see? Did you have any situations where, you, like, uh, I, Crazy Lisa? Did I? Well, I worked at the same place as her, and so my, there was no way to avoid ex, contact. My ex-wife was her supervisor. Get the fuck! I never oh, yeah. knew that. You know, and she, she, of course, you know, I'm Crazy Lisa. <laughs> uh, you turned her into pose game. <laughs> um, you know, there's certain. I actually discussed it with Amy. We were discussing contact with your exes. Okay, and see? we actually were talking about this like today or yesterday. Just kind of, and I said, you know, it's weird if there's certain people that I dated like right before I dated Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, I it, it'd be strange to still be friends with them. Yeah, um, but like, you know, I still talk to online, and we talk about having dinner, and she's come to a play. Uh, girl that I went to homecoming with when I was 16. All right. You know what I mean? And I had a crush on her in high school and, you know, wanted to date her more and whatever and blah, blah, blah. So that you kind of, I mean, if, if Amy had an issue, I'd be like, really? You know, it was like 30 years ago. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, if it was like a girl I dated right before Amy and be like, hey, let's go hang out with him. I, she'd probably yeah. be like, mm. and I'd be the same way. Um, I actually went over to her brother's house one night and there were a bunch of guys that came over and one of them was Amy's ex-boyfriend. Now, I... 
said hello to the guy and then whatever. You punched him in the ribs several times. No, I don't really need the. I mean, but <laughs> it wasn't like my favorite experience to go over there and see the guy. It's kind of awkward. Um, not not even kinda... awkward. I mean, you know, guys are different. Guys are like whatever, bro. Yeah, what a, um, good dog. But I don't want to hang out with the guy. Yeah, you're not gonna um, get in but the same like fantasy if, team. If Amy said, you know, we're gonna go out to dinner with someone I dated in high school and his wife, I'd be like, okay, whatever. I, you know, since I've only been with Allison, you know, obviously, yeah, obviously, I don't and have it, much. That's even that's even debated to this point. Yeah, once once uh, I hit that, it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, daddy. <laughs> yeah, hit it, daddy. <laughs> that's a real thing that happened. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so it, it's to each their own. If whatever works for you, uh, you know, you you don't ever want to take the fucking uh, the the post breakup fuck out of the equation. Um, <laughs> so you, you, you don't want to take that off the table. You got you want to keep tears. it there. I mean, if yeah. you're emotionally going to have trouble getting over somebody, then you probably want to stay away from them. If it's sort of like a mutual breakup, like you dated for four months and eh, you know, it's just not working. Let's go different directions. You you leave amicably, and maybe three weeks down the road, you see her in a bar, and neither you got no one to go home with, and you take her home and bang the shit out of her. Good for you, man. It's not really hate fucking. It's more no, it's not hate fucking. It's just kind of getting it out of your system. Yeah, you, uh, you have you have you have familiarity. Several of my uh, my buddies have uh, done the old. All right, I got nothing going on tonight. Let's hit up the the ex girlfriend just for the night, and sure. she, she same. Scenario on her end too, like, all right, I got nothing to do. So, it and, then the, and then they hate each other in the morning, obviously. Sure. So, yeah. uh, the the argument that a lot of people are posing is that the no contact thing can destroy a circle of friends, and they have to wean you off like cigarettes. Those are the things that they have to go with less contact and just more. Well, of the, I mean, you got to make sure that you're more of an integral piece of the circle of friends. Yeah, you know, if you can kind of weed out that person and when and move on. I mean. You know, I mean, uh, fuck, after, you know, Jonah and Casey broke up, we tried to keep Casey and weed Jonah out, but... <laughs> Fucker, he's he got stand around, power. He's, he's like herpes. <laughs> <laughs> you can scratch and scratch. No, I mean, it, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, fuck, I have, I have a circle of friends now that I didn't have five years ago, and five years before that, I, you know, your friends constantly change. Absolutely, man. Um, thank you, Dr. Luke. We appreciate it. So, I, I, Mackle's not here. I understand, uh, but you know, I wanna, I wanna know if this offends you. Uh, a friend of ours. Do you need Ryan? No, just Luke. Okay, I think Luke. We don't want to just Luke. Um, have you seen this on uh, Facebook by chance? Yes, I did. I saw yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. so uh, I, w- I wanted to talk about this really quick because it doesn't really warrant more than two minutes of conversation. To be honest with you, uh, Wells Fargo. Yeah. Put up an advertisement. And uh, Wells Fargo put up pictures of two, I would believe they're teenagers, looking at them. And basically the, the first picture says, a ballerina yesterday, an engineer today. Mm-hmm. Let's get them ready for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then they show the other picture, and the kid's got like a little beaker cylinder in front of him. And he says, an actor yesterday. Uh, what is a bureaucrat today? Like a bureaucrat? He wants to be a bureaucrat? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's get him ready for the future. So a friend of ours, good old Steve, uh, he put this up and and he, and he pre-emphasizes it with saying, I'm not very PC. I'm not the PC police. But he felt offended by this little bit of Wells Fargo shit basically mm. stating... 
the arts aren't really something that you should gear kids up for. You need to teach them actual skills, blah, mm. blah, blah. Were you offended by this uh, Wells Fargo ad, uh, as our friend was? Or were you more like, what the fuck ever? It's a Wells Fargo ad. I <laughs> I will tell you this. All right. Jenny Donahue's son went to college. Um, he was going to go into uh, sports journalism. Okay. Um, decided he was I, – I cast him in his first play. Um, and he did very well. Um, he just botanist, not bureaucrat. Okay. Well, you can't see (laughs) my fucking vision. All right. Um, uh, he decided to change his major to theater. All right. His mother who works as a choreographer, among other things, theater oriented all the way, makes part of her living doing that, um, was against this. And I talked to him about it and I said, look. Very few actors. You don't need a theater degree to be successful in no, theater no, you don't. or to be an actor. Um, but it is nice to be able to pursue your passion if this is your passion. Um, he had like a football scholarship and he gave it up. Um, to pursue theater? I didn't know that. And I told him, you would be wise to be like a business major. And a theater minor. You still get your theater stuff. Yeah. But you're also pursuing a degree that has a better chance of making you a living. Just percentage-wise. Yeah. And you can still pursue your theater, but it also will help you maybe in the business side of the theater, too. Mm -hmm. Well, he took my advice, which pissed Jenny off because she's like, why do you listen to you and not me? And I said, because you – I said, one – You're his mom. Yeah, yeah, you're his mom, and mom's never right. I said, but you are someone who is working in theater. Yeah. And he's he's listening to a businessman who has a theater background. Um, so am I offended? No, because you tell me what the percentage of people who are pursuing the arts actually make a living. Jenny works like two other jobs mm. along with her choreography. She busts her ass, yeah. And so she talks about it even all the time. someone who has a, a master's <laughs> degree and works as a choreographer Still has to have other jobs to help make a living. Yeah. Um, find me someone that solely works as a actor or somewhere in the in the arts and pays their mortgage that way, and you are finding a diamond in the rough. Absolutely. Dude. I you're talking to, you're listening to somebody who has spent seven years in L.A. in theme parks, where I saw people that wanted to be movie stars working in theme parks. To perform, and yes, they are you know performing and making a living, but again, this is people that are you know would perform seasonally mm-hmm. and would have to go you know. And I worked with a lot of I you know I was on a softball team with a guy who toured with Wicked, and now he's touring with the hum- Hunchback of Notre Dame. So a pretty talented guy, um, but those those are few and far between. For every one of them, there's twenty who cannot make a living. I, I was in the a, theater. I was a marketing performing. major. Marketing major and illustration major. I, I, let me let me fix this ad, real quick. All right, I could do it. One change of the sentence. You go a ballerina, or a botanist. Whatever their passion, will get them ready for the future. Wells Fargo, hire me because you would have not offended anyone with that sentence. All you but have to do offended is offended by yeah, Pose Gay. Yeah, he was he was he was he was basically saying they're shitting on the arts. 
No, they weren't. They were saying that eventually your priorities are going to change. Yes. And we'll be there for you when Again, you do. But I, I fixed it for him. Does one pose, sentence. Does Posegay make a living solely in the arts? I, isn't he pursuing... You're asking me? I'm asking you. I, I, yeah, I think he does, but I don't know anymore. No, I don't think he does. Yeah. Um, I, does even Casey, who posted it as well, uh, she didn't really say she was offended, but she said I, without her arts, she wouldn't be able to afford her mortgage, but I think she works a day job too. I recorded with Brendan yesterday. Uh, we were over at the house. Uh, we had uh, everybody over, um, just, just the family, and uh, it was probably like 8 o'clock at night. He's like, hey, do you want to record? I was like, yeah, if you want. I mean, there's nobody else here. He's like, yeah, I just want to talk. It's like, okay. So we go downstairs. We start recording. And we were talking about majors. And he goes, do you use your major? And I was like, you know, now that I think about it, I really do use the marketing aspect of it. And if I didn't have my illustration major, I wouldn't be able to do the Photoshop stuff that I can do like that. I mean, I did learn it at Lewis University. So as much as I like to shit on colleges sometimes were like okay well you didn't give that kid the skills that he had to get it but yeah, they really do in some aspects i mean you can't say everybody goes to college and doesn't use their their education sure uh, i mean i i'm a I, I didn't go to college to be a restaurant owner but yeah yeah but you're, i learned a lot of skills along the way which uh, from college that you're I using have a today? teaching degree that yeah. i don't use but i know how to maybe deal with you know it helps me train an employee or deal with the younger people and it, you know, it different things, you know. You do you develop different skills in college. It might not directly affect your life now, but they at some point will guide you along the way or yeah. offer you some sort of skill that you may, may maybe don't directly equate. But if you look closely, it does. I graduated in two thousand one, and it's taken me fifteen years or fourteen years because I started it last year to start publishing the comics that I make. Something that I'm truly passionate about. But if I didn't have that background at Lewis realistically the stuff that i learned in those computer classes i couldn't do that shit every day it takes me maybe 25 minutes to 35 minutes to put up a strip and if i'm just doing it normal if i have to put any color in it or make it somewhat appealing to the eye you have to use the skills that you were taught very few people get to do something for a living yeah that they are unbelievably passionate about absolutely hopefully you end up being somewhere where you can you, it's okay. You you don't mind getting up in the morning. Yep. You just don't want to do something you hate. I mean, my nephew talked to me about, he's always talking about, you know, ah, I hate this, I hate that about work. If I can just do this and I can just, and I tell him, dude, work is work. Yeah. You're talking to somebody whose job it was for a while to manage a show with exotic animals. And I could at any time walk over there and pick up a baby orangutan. And hold them in my arms. and Some he people would, dream about that. Yeah. yeah like. um, walk over and I would scratch the back of a chimpanzee that would put her. She knew when I came over, uh, she would put her back against the cage and I would scratch her back. It's adorable. Um, and it was a neat experience. But in the end, it was work. Yeah. You know, there was work and it was just a job. And sometimes, you know, would I be passionate about. I mean, I do theater as a, as a, you know, a. Uh, uh, what word am I looking for here? Uh, if that was your profession? No, no, no. I mean, I do it now. Oh, as, as a hobby. As a hobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for, yeah. hobby. Um, 
and I enjoy it, but there's times I get really frustrated with it. Yeah. There's times I really don't want to go you to rehearsal. We were talking right before you started. Like, yeah. Look at all the fucking lines you have. Like, yeah, and it's difficult and it's stressful and everything, but I choose to do this. You should have Is highlighted it... the lines you didn't have. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck. I, and it's just... You were completely reversed it, buddy. Yeah. But um, so it's passion, dude. Hey, you, hopefully you have a passion for what you're doing. Got news for you guys. Not everybody gets to do what they want to do. Um, most theater people, most arts people do not make a living in the arts. Very few. Very few. I think at the end of the day, you're not saying don't pursue your dreams, but be practical about them. Be yeah. smart. Be smart. Give yourself a safety net. Don't be a theater major. Be a theater minor and get a degree in something that you also like that someone might actually give you a job to do. Absolutely. Um, you know, fuck, I could pursue a theater you know, making a living in theater. And I'm pretty good at theater, you know, and I could take classes and get better and pursue it and go 100% at it and probably wouldn't make a living doing it. Nope. I could make some money. You, you always need that backup. I mean, look at I had a full-time job, and I worked as a photo restorer, and <laughs> I worked at the bar four nights a week. So, I mean, you add all those things together, you know? Yay. Yeah. I, I had a good job. And I still had to take two other jobs. So yeah. I mean, Jenny knew what she was talking about when she was just ner- were nervous for her son. Yeah, well, she was pissed at it yeah. that he fucking listened to me and that. <laughs> yeah, so because like, I'm a safety net man. Don't Luke's, be so don't be he so knows PC. Luke speaks truth. Amen, brother. And we got to get going. At least I do. Uh, what's your plans for the day, man? Uh, I got to work tonight um, for Amish Joe because he's got another fantasy draft. When's your show open? Show opens end of September and beginning of October. It's those a, last two weekends where it kind of bleeds into October. Bicentennial Park. Bicentennial Park, Joliet. It's called Love, Sex, and the IRS. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a funny. It's, it's very Three's Company. I, like I said, um, <clears throat> we'll keep padding it. We'll like make sure a bunch of people try to come out and see it. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's fun. It's a fun show. Um, you know, I play a character that fits my sense of humor and. You know, I found some moments to kind of work in there where I work in some, and and the director trusts me a lot, so she's very good about, you know, if I say, how about if I try this, and she's like, that's funny, do that. Um, you know, there's some more inexperienced actors in the show that she has to sort of do it this way, push, do it this push. way, um, but she trusts me, and you know, that's good. You know, it's good to, to that I've earned that trust, and I I think I do a decent job, and I'm gonna try and sneak in my recorder again. Yeah, and I don't. I doubt anyone listened to that couple. Well, yeah, I think it's got like over fifty listeners. Yeah, somebody probably it. clicked on it and went, "What the fuck Unless is this?" It was and it then Jonah? stopped it. <laughs> this isn't uh, Jonah climbing a wall. I don't know why he climbs one. I enjoy Russian theater. It's a recording of show. We got our hundredth episode coming up. Be on the lookout for that. Uh, listen to us on all the places you listen to podcasts: Google Play. SoundCloud, iTunes, uh, wherever the fuck you listen to podcasts, it's all good. And listen to all the shows on the Disease Network. Hi, Robot. <laughs> Something. Did I ever gay- tell you my Vince Scully story? Yes, you did. Okay, that's on. That's on. You can, oh, okay. you can listen to one I of our old of episodes. I Hi, Robot. This Dodger game brought to you by <laughs> I Robot. I Robot. Starring Will Smith. Listen to Something Gate. Um, that just happened. The Vag Dialogues. Dash Drunks. Our new show, Hookah Eating Up, with uh, David and Adam smoking a hookah and talking about nerd shit. And, of course, the mothership. You're going to get a disease. You got anything else, brother? You know, it's good to be back. Just you and me. Yeah. Obviously, Jonah drags us down. Yeah, fucking wait. 
Uh, oh, Jonah got drunk at the draft. He was slurring at the end. Uh, we missed. Oh, it. I got a Jonah story. Fuck a Jonah story of the week. Jonah story of the week with wow. Jonah not here. Um, we're drafting, and uh, they brought uh, little edit over, and uh, she's running around having a good time and blah blah blah. And she, uh, Jonah, starts to drink and sort of loses track of her, and. <laughs> She had crayons. As you do with your two-year-old. And wrote on Shep's nice white walls with some crayons. That's terrible. I I saw her, and I go, Jonah! You know, like that. Um, And Shep kind of went, it's fine, it's fine. You know, we'll take care of it. And Jonah goes... Nothing gets chopped Jonah's quote was, well, it don't really matter to me. It's not my wall. (sighs) The room erupted, and Jonah was like... And and Shep's (laughs) wife was kind of standing there, and... She, you know, and uh, Jonah goes, I hope that Shep and Stacy, you know, you guys get that I was just making a joke. But I think it was sort of a very harsh, drunken joke that didn't come out. I know he was joking, but it came out very it sounded like something I would say. Um, And even I looked at him like, you know, oh, you know, and he's like, I'll paint the whole basement if you want me to. And Jonah Shep's like, I got some paint. I'll just paint over it. Um. Ah, bravo, Jonah. I would have left the room like, good night. I'm out. Yeah. He stands out of the room. Yeah, so Jonah was getting a little little bit uh, <laughs> tipsy <laughs> there. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll he'll be back next week being drunk. Um, for Luke, uh, this is Nick. Go get a disease, everybody. Later. <laughs>